It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is Greek for the week. We're going to get into it today. You know, I've always found the introductions to New Testament letters to be extremely fascinating. Now, sometimes you start a new book of the Bible. I mean, this is January. You're, you're getting into it. Maybe you're one of these people that say, well, you know, I'm going to start in the New Testament. You know, the good thing about the Bible is you can just read it in a roundabout way. And maybe you just said, hey, I want to, I, I know actually a guy in Bible college. He said in his first uh, New Year's resolution, I'm not going to try and read the whole Bible this year. I'm not going to try and get through Genesis to Revelation. I'm going to do something totally different. I'm going to read one book of the Bible as many times as I can the whole year. And he, he selected the book of James. And I think his brother told me, he read it. He was in Bible school. He read the book of James in one year 50 times. A round of applause to him. That's phenomenal. And I can tell you that was back in 2003. So I think he did that in 01. It's probably still with him. I'd have to say the book of James is probably something he preaches out of. I preach out of Romans a lot. I read Romans in one year. I think it was 30 times. So it's one way to study it. Anyway, I love Paul's letters, and I love his introductions. We're going to be in Colossians today. We're going to talk about something that maybe you miss a lot, and I say that because I've missed it, and we're going to do Greek for the week. We're going to go into it, and we're going to pick it up. So Colossians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul is writing to a house church in Coloss, okay? And actually, Colossians goes hand in hand with Philemon. It's the exact same people because some believe that the house church in Colossus was mentioned in the book of Philemon. And actually, it is mentioned, so we won't get into study that today. Maybe another time, if you request it. Let's go here to Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. Now, we can talk at some point why Paul would always state his credentials in the beginning of the letter, probably, most likely, because he was arguing at that time for his apostleship. I know we look at him as the great apostle Paul now, but at that time, people they had problems with Paul. His doctrine was a little bit different from everyone else's, and he had a true visitation from Jesus that we accept today, but it wasn't always so easily accepted back then. But that's where the Jerusalem Council of Acts 15 comes in, and they backed them in Colossians chapter, excuse me, Galatians chapter 1 and 2. So won't get into that either. Then it says in verse number 2, To the saints and faithful brethren in Coloss, now here it is, to be, grace to you and peace from God our Father, or charis haminke, Arane. Very interesting way that the Apostle Paul greets the church in Coloss, or the believers in Philemon. And we're going to break this down for a second. And I want to talk to you in here about the power of speaking the blessings of God over the people in your life. You know, a lot of times we speak curses that come out of our mouth, and this has an effect on people. Because the Word of God teaches that there's power in the words that we say. You've seen all the studies, you can YouTube it, of plants that you play beautiful classical music to one of them, the plants grow. You play metal and all sorts of chaotic music, and the plants begin to die. There's power in sound. Now, don't go throw me under the bus telling me I'm some radical Word of Faith person. I'm just teaching you the Word of God, okay, as it is. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Exactly. So, Paul understood this. The New Testament church, they understood it. And I believe very much so the power in the Word of God. John Kilpatrick, founder, uh, or I don't say founder, but pastor of Brownsville uh, Church, Assemblies of God, 
in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, there's a three-hour documentary on YouTube about that Brownsville revival, and they asked him, how did this all begin? And he, of course, talked about prayer and intercession, but he also talked about when he understood the importance of speaking the blessing of God over his church. And I think that's something to that we should consider if you're not speaking God's blessings over your life. Do you wake up every day saying, I hate my life, I hate my life, oh, I hate everybody in my life? You're going to stay in that for a long time if you don't start changing the way you speak God's word. Now, the way that Greeks would greet each other in ancient times, in antiquity, uh, around the time of Hellenism up into the first century was herin, which would always just be, you know, like saying grace, you know, grace, you know, uh, favor, blessing to you. Um, you know, it was uh, something that would emphasize the generosity of the gods to the Greeks. Now, Paul was a pretty smart fellow, and he would always adapt his message to the culture that he was in. So what he did was he took this over. And he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to say herin. I'm going to say charis, which is grace, or the grace of God. And I'm going to add, I'm going to take my Hebrew roots, and I'm going to add some Hebrewism in there, in Greek. And he said erine, which is the Greek word for the Hebrew word shalom. Now, you know what shalom means. Shalom, shalom. Shabbat, shalom. It means peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, total wholeness. RNA attached to it takes on the Greek idea behind it, means sound mind. We would say today it means the good life, the life that God wants you to have. No, God doesn't want you eating out of a garbage can. He doesn't want you sleeping on the street. Uh, God doesn't want you not able to pay your bills. God doesn't want you depressed. He doesn't want you sad. He doesn't want you fighting and quarreling and having bad relationships. He doesn't want you uh, missing bills and paychecks and unemployed. God doesn't want that for your life. Now, you may walk through seasons like that, but God, I'm going to preach it like this today. It's taking you out of that. But it starts when you begin to confess and speak. You know somebody like that today? Speak God's word. Say, grace and peace to you. So when you take charis, which is grace or the unmerited favor of God. We didn't earn it. Our salvation is not by our own works. It's by God's grace, okay? Through our faith that God gives to us. And if you take peace or shalom and you put them together, you experience the abundant life that God wants you to have. God wants you to have it straight. God wants you to be walking in power and he wants you to walk in authority. And when the apostle Paul greeted people this way, he started his letters by speaking the right thing. Now, I'm going to talk to the ministers out there today. When you go in pulpits, don't come in there, even if you have a word of rebuke, don't go in there and just start shredding people. Even if the church is doing things they shouldn't be doing, okay, that doesn't mean you go in there with the blade and start smashing them. You have to be encouraging and you have to be uplifting, even in your rebuke. You know, Paul started his letters out this way and he had rebukes for people. And you look at Corinth, you look at uh, Galatia, the churches in Galatia, you look at, look at all Paul's letters, and you'll see that he had some very strong things to say to those people, but he always started his letter with a blessing because of the power that's in the blessing of God. I did a little something fun for you. In the United States, where I live here, my culture, now I know some people are from other cultures, if you're from an English-speaking culture, the way that you might typically greet somebody is with hello, right? I was curious one day, because I like words, where did this word hello come from? It actually has, at this point, about 150 years of history, and it was first recorded, hello, in the early 1800s, when Thomas Edison used it uh, to receive a phone call. Now, 
Alexander Graham Bell, the man who invented the telephone, he preferred ahoy. But for some reason, Thomas Edison, he got his way, and it was hello. So maybe if the other guy, Graham Bell, would have got his way, we'd be saying ahoy when we answered the phone. I don't know. But what does hello even mean? Well, it means probably nothing. It is a word that was used to uh, incite people's attention and to get hunting dogs to attack or find their prey. <laughs> so I'm not saying it's something bad with saying hello. But there's, there's nothing in that word. Now, don't say the guy on Greek for the Week is saying we should stop saying hello to each other. You know, it's just an empty word. But don't just say hi to people. When you see them, you meet them, or you have an interaction with them, bless them in Jesus' name. Because with every time you meet them, give them a hug. Tell them God is with you. God loves you. Empower them. Empower them with your words. Do this in our communities. Be a little bit more warm. And I say that because some people get by on a hello. You want to be one of these warm Christians. That when you see a brother or sister that you love at church, you can say, God bless you. May the blessing of God be in your life. That's why I always say, God bless you. It's Greek for the week. I want the blessing of God to be in your life. I want the blessing of God to be in your family. I want the blessing of God to be on your finances. In the call of God for your life, I want you to walk in power, free from sin over the works of the enemy. And you know what it's going to take? It's going to take, it's going to take the blessing of God. So may your greeting be a little bit deeper than hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi what? Hi, may God bless your life. Practice that. Get into the habit of being a blessing to God. And then Paul says, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. This is really interesting because the Apostle Paul uses the Greek word hemon, which is our, which is cool because Paul was speaking to a, a Gentile community, non-Jew community, and he was saying that the God of the Jews, the God of the Hebrews, is now the God of the Gentiles and the non-Jews. He's our Father. We're all in this, we're all in this together. So you know what that means? That means that charis and hermin, or charis and Arane doesn't just belong to the people that were under the law of Moses. It belongs to everybody that will accept Jesus Christ as the Lord. In other words, the blessing of shalom. The shalom, shalom is no longer just on the Jewish community. It's on them still. But it's also on Gentiles as well. We're all one family. We all have the peace of God, and we all have the blessing of God. So if you want to change your life, and you want to start seeing change dramatically, speak the blessing of God. You have a, a rebellious husband that doesn't go to church with you. You know what? Declare the blessing of God over his life. Don't go around telling your girlfriends you hate your husband, you don't like your husband, you wish your husband was like so-and-so. Don't do that. Or don't, or, or, or husband, same with your wives. You wish your wife would do this, you wish your wife would do that. Don't do that. Speak the blessing of God. You have a rebellious child, speak the blessing of God. You don't like the direction your pastor is going in? Speak the blessing of God over his life. Don't start divisions and create all types of, um, of uh, problems because you don't like his vision. Just declare God's blessing, his peace. No division in the church. And when you begin to do that, God will be having his way. And so which is interesting, we see in Colossians, at, uh, Colossians 1 and verse 2, the will of God being revealed right off the bat for the saints and the faithful brothers in Christ is that grace would come. And he says, humin, or directly to you. Now, humin is in the dative case, which means, uh, and it's a dative of a direction, or it shows which way it's going. It's what the dative case is often used for, to show that the grace and the peace was going right to them, coming from God, our Father. Okay, so it is from God, like a mail delivery to us. So I declare over my life today, the peace of God. I declare over my life today the grace of God. And you know something? 
I declare it over your life today. I say to you as I end this podcast, grace and peace be to you and to your family today. Declare the blessing of God, okay? Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you uh, share this podcast with friends. Give it a five-star review if you feel so moved by the Spirit to do so. And we appreciate, we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much and God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.